There comes a point in our lives when we strive to define our true meaning and purpose. Many of us move through our existence day after day, living through the same cycles and patterns that leave us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more. For those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every moment, to redefine how we perceive the truths of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day. Are you living or are you killing time? What's going on, everybody? I wanted to talk about change. Everything changes in our life. Nothing stays the same. Nothing is constant. The only constant in our lives is that change is going to happen. Change is the only constant. We spend so much time avoiding the change in our lives sometimes. We we fight to keep things the way that they are when they're comfortable and when they're going good. But really, when, when we do that, we can hold back the progress that we could be making in our lives just for that sake of keeping things comfortable and familiar. Change is absolutely inevitable. The nature of the reality that we navigate, the nature of the universe around us, the way that the illusion of time unfolds in front of us is through entropy or that one-way arrow, a direction of the way that things sort of break down around us or the way that things evolve. We have to see things constantly change to recognize that time's actually going forward. You recognize that the day is progressing by the way the sun moves through the sky. It's a one-way arrow. And that's how changes occur. It's a law of our universe of thermodynamics. But no matter how much we resist the change sometimes in our lives, and we resist that the external things that can tend to happen to us, it's always going to occur. And I've caught myself thinking about the different changes in life that have been going on for the last couple of years for me. Really, every year, I can look at certain years and say, oh, this was happening that year, and this was happening this year. I'm very, very conscious of sort of like the theme of what was going on in particular years. I can look back to uh, 2016, and that was really like a year of standing up against some stuff that... I saw that wasn't right. It was kind of a, of a battle-oriented kind of phase, and I was closing out a certain phase of my life. And then in 2017, totally broke everything down for me. Huge dark night of the soul. Have never gone through as much anxiety as I went through that year. 18 was a rebuilding phase. 19 was really like standing in a power again. And and 20, I mean, 20 was a complete mess. That was a whole bunch of stuff all thrown together, I think, for a whole bunch of us. But really, like every year brings about something. And I think there are certain seasons that we go through in life as well. I could actually see the last three or four years being a a certain season of breakdown and sort of like metamorphosis and change. And I feel like now things are sort of opening back up. I'm realizing certain things. And I've seen that with a lot of people that I interact with and, and talk with as well. And I feel like this current season is one that is so much different than others in the past. It's more of like 
a, a more powerful place for a lot of people. They've come through some things and during the process, they've sort of known that they were going through that change, I think. I think a lot of people are waking up to these sort of spiritual concepts and they're saying like, yeah, I'm going through the crap right now, but it's leading to something and they're conscious of that that cocoon phase that they might be in and that it's creating something bigger for themselves. And I think that's a huge key because it makes the difficult times that you might be going through so much more worth it. You you tolerate it like you do the, the deep winter um, or anything else. You know, you sort of weather that storm because you know on the backside it's going to end and something great comes out of it. But yeah, this season was was definitely one where a lot of stuff happened in a very short amount of time. And I was thinking to myself the other day how sometimes we don't want things to change while at the same time hoping and wishing for things to change. It's this crazy catch-22 that a lot of people find themselves in. Um, I've, you know, I've thought about it in my career. I've thought about it in my finances, the way that I go about life. And the things that I want to see and change, I want to see certain things improve and change. But all of those things have involved changes internally as well. Some places that I've had a hard time adjusting to those thoughts and those changes, and that has created discord along the way. I've seen it. I've been able to see it now that I'm, you know, maybe a few years out of the experience. I can see what I did to make some of those experiences a little bit harder than they had to be. You know, just recently, my son is one of those bigger changes. He just went through major growth spur. He's a teenager now. Um, in the last few months, especially, the kids shot up like three or four inches, voice changed, all that kind of stuff. Doesn't like hanging with the parents as much as it used to. Um, you know, played a, a awesome season, a very short season of springtime football for the first time in pads. I've coached him through f- flag football and stuff, and I played football with him all his life. Now he's finally like in the pads. I'm not there to protect him anymore and just let go, like trusted that things were going to be great. But just that change alone is seeing your your little kid, your little boy change into just like this little man. And it's great to watch. And as long as you don't give resistance to some of those kinds of things, like trying to hold on to something that shouldn't be there anymore, trying to hold on to the fact that he's not this like high pitched, goofy little kid anymore. Um, you know, you had that time. You had your time there to enjoy it. But it's just like when you lose any person, whether it's a death or someone comes in out of your life, that little kid version isn't there anymore. You know, in a sense, he's he's kind of moved on. You know, you could say that, that there was sort of like a death and rebirth process where he's moved into a whole other stage of his life. And it's been something I've been kind of prepared for. You know, I knew it was going to come. I knew that throughout his whole childhood, you know, my whole childhood, I I didn't have my dad there a whole heck of a lot. So I made sure that I was everything that I had wished that I kind of had at one point. And I did that. And being there through it all, hearing people say like, oh, you know, the time passes so fast. Don't miss a minute. You blink and they grow up. I made sure from the start, uh, you know, I had a couple of little spots where I got a little too much into my career, but luckily they were short-lived. And I was there through it all. So I think it made this process so much easier because I didn't miss anything. I think that that I missed out on certain things would have been the hardest part. And I think that is for a lot of people. All of a sudden they blink, their kids are old, and they missed it all. You know, they spent their whole time working. They spend whatever amounts of time away from their kids. And then they realize like, oh, I missed it. And there's no going back. But 
I'm excited for this time. You know, I was expecting it to come and it was just excited to have this experience in a whole new phase of life. Well, a little bit still wishing that I didn't have to let go of that little version of him. Um, I loved everything that I was able to do. But in looking at life and wanting some of the things that I want currently to still have change and what I've asked for in the last like three or four years, you have to expect that the change in in some way, shape, or form has to happen inside of you as well, whether it's accepting that change or doing certain things to initiate those change. But we also will do this crazy part where we resist change. We'll ask for something and we'll actually resist change in the process because our brain has a certain sort of way that I guess it wants those changes to come about and that's our ego. The universe has a completely different way of figuring out how that's going to happen. You know, you initiate things with your thoughts and your emotions, your vibe, whatever you want to say. And then the universe, nature, will work that out in whatever way is most conducive. It's it's the way that it works. And we think with our tiny little minds and our huge egos that it was supposed to happen in a certain way. Like we know better than God or nature or the universe. And when it doesn't work out the way that we specified, you know, it doesn't go according to plan, those changes become discordant and it makes a whole lot of difficulty in the process. But when it comes to factors like love or your career or money, we we have to change the type of relationship that we have with every one of those specific factors in our lives. So you know, I mean, for like a job, a job is a relationship, you know, really, let's be honest, money is a relationship, um, interaction or interpersonal relations, you know, obviously, it's a relationship, whether it's love or friends or anything. And if we want certain change with any one of those things, and we don't make a change internally, we wonder why we don't see the external reflect that we'll sit there and say, I want a different job, I want this, I want that. But what steps are we doing? to actually attract those different things that we say we want in our lives. And when those things do start to shift, we ask for something to change. And then the universe throws us a little curveball, which is literally getting us on the path. And we get completely discordant for it. And then we complain and we we throw this all these emotions in this resistance towards it. And that just creates a painful experience instead of just letting go and having the faith that what we ask for, what we're embodying, what we're feeling like that feeling is going to be like before it actually shows up, trusting that that's the way that it goes and the universe is going to unfold things in front of us in the way that it needs to to get us there. Just having that faith is something that we miss out on. And we're going to talk about that in this episode. So in preparing our sort of garden of life for the seeds that we want to plant, we don't often get that that internal garden ready in our life. We want to have all these plans of all these wonderful things that we want to grow and we want to see prosper in our life, but we don't get the garden ready like you do in the springtime, like right now. Getting the gardens ready, doing whatever you got to do to sort of get your planting beds all set, you have to do that internal work as well when you start to plant those seeds of change. But without making those changes inside, the external doesn't have the chance to correlate what we are trying to embody. The external will get sort of destroyed. All of that progress will get kind of 
discordant. Like if you take a bowl of water and you spin a spoon around in the bowl of water, you'll get a nice smooth um, swirl going. You know, you'll get like a vortex going inside the bowl. And if you take the spoon and swirl it in the other direction, the water's going to get all turbulent. It's going to be going all over the place. But eventually you move the spoon in the other direction and you'll start to get it going. But if you constantly move the spoon back and forth in other directions, you're just going to constantly have this wish wash of water going all over the place. It's going to spill out of the bowl, complete chaos. And we'll do that with the change that we say we want. There's going to be that momentum that we have going in our life. And then when you change direction, you're going to have a little bit of discord. You're going to have a little bit of disorganization. But as long as you stay on that steady path and you just kind of go with the flow of what's going, eventually you'll start to get that momentum and, and more and more the momentum will build and you'll get that perfectly shaped vortex going and goes faster and faster and the vortex gets more and more defined and goes deeper and it's the same kind of thing it's the microcosm and the macrocosm things will reflect each other in nature we have to remember that the reality around us how we perceive everything starts from within and to see that reflection in the mirror of reality we need to change what we are looking at in the mirror so that that change can be reflected. And that can often be the hardest part of it all. What I've discovered about changes in our life is no matter how prepared we think we are, no matter how ready and receiving we seem to be for those changes to come, they are never really easy. And the challenges within those changes can be somewhat unexpected, which they shouldn't be. And I guess that's the point I'm trying to hammer home is that when you ask for change, you want things to change in your life. You just have to be willing to accept whatever does show up. I mean, let's be honest. The universe knows way better than you on how all these things are going to work out. Nothing ever goes according to your plan, your ego's plan. The universe will throw curveballs at you. It's not going to throw you these perfectly lobbed balls for you to smash a home run with every single time. I mean, we are complete creatures of habit. And for some people, um, they can't take that change in their routine. And some of the most successful people that I've encountered, the advice that they give all revolves around finding those habits. So when people like you and I will listen to these self-improvement things and these very successful people, these millionaires, these people selling programs and everything, they'll say, find a routine, stick to it, find a routine, stick to it. That's the way for success. I completely agree. Sticking to a routine, getting things very scheduled and regimented is a very great way to move in a very linear fashion and you just get things done. But in the process, you sort of build a program that I've talked about before is you become part of this regular running program and things become very predictable. You got to step out of that. You've got to be able to step out of those things. And when you do, that's when you kind of notice that the right people and places, you'll trip over certain things and you're like, wow, what a coincidence. You'll start having those number synchronicities pop up. You start becoming more observant of sort of the anomalies that can pop up in life. But sticking to the routine will definitely help build success. But we also have to welcome change and disrupt the routine of whatever it is in our life. If we're looking to make major shifts and changes, we got to shake it all up and then basically get into another routine. To welcome that change, we have to be ready for the complete opposite of whatever it is that we're going through. It's kind of counterintuitive. It really is because 
those of us who are in the whole self-development world are teaching others, just stick to the routine. Um, whether you're teaching or learning, I mean, I feel like I'm constantly doing both. So I'm telling you this, and I'm, I'm learning all this stuff myself. You're constantly doing both things. You're teaching and learning. No matter what state you're in, you're teaching yourself a new routine. You're learning new things. Hopefully, you're, you have the, the opportunity to teach other things what it is that you're learning. Because one of the greatest things that one of my mentors uh, says all the time is we best teach what we need to learn. And I have found that so powerful. But we'll go and ask for the change in our life. And when that structure of our life gets disrupted and ruined, it tends to create a little bit of discord. We'll sit there and say, whoa, 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 I want to change, but not like this. This isn't what I wanted. And we'll go and complain about it. And when in all reality, what we want might be right on the other side of it. The change that's going on, all that discord, the disruption, that may be exactly what we needed. We just don't realize it. Without change, without the disruption of that regimen, you can't have that that change that's trying to work its way into your life. Do you see what I'm getting at? It's so tough because we'll swim so hard against the tide when it changes on us. It tries to pull us in a certain direction, but we'll miss the opportunity to take that ride because we're not going with the flow and we're trying to go against the current. And that's when we can have some of the most disruptive times in our life. You know, we'll waste all that energy trying to swim upstream when eventually we're just going to get swept that way anyways. That's the way destiny's trying to take us. You know, I told the story a few times about that that Taoist monk who was going down river and a bunch of people saw him struggling. He was uh, going through the rapids and his head was popping up every once in a while and people thought they were sitting there watching him drown. He'd come up and he'd go back down for a while. And, you know, eventually they, they didn't see him and they thought that was it. You know, he went down for a few minutes, they didn't see him and they thought he was dead. And all of a sudden he popped up down river, put his feet down and walked out of the river. It looked like he was lifeless, tumbling through the rapids and all of a sudden, boom, he steps up and walks out. And everybody on the shore is like, we were just sure that we watched you die. How did you survive that? Um, you know, what did you do? We, we thought that was, that was it. We were going to try to rescue you. And his response was that he took his opportunities to breathe when the water let him. And when he was able to pop up, he didn't waste the energy trying to fight against the current. When it let him up, he took his breath. Otherwise, he conserved his energy and just let the water take him. And he said he became unto the water. Basically saying he didn't waste his energy trying to fight back against the current of life. And it's a great analogy for what we're talking about with change. He saved the energy. He reserved his oxygen levels. He survived the tough times that he was going through and was completely present in all of it. So that when the opportunity was there, when the water let go of him just a little bit, he had the opportunity to get his breath, get to the top, get his breath and go back through the rest of the rapids. And then eventually it ended. But we can often expend all of that energy becoming discordant and fighting against the change that happens in our life. And we'll miss the opportunities that are presented to us during those times for us to get our head above water and actually persevere in those moments. One of the ultimate lessons of that story with the monk was the acknowledgement of what was happening in being present. That's what allowed him to survive. And he didn't panic. He didn't worry. He was aware of what was happening and what could happen if he didn't stay within the moment. And 
he didn't have those thoughts of I'm going to die. He didn't live in the regret of stepping in the water in the first place. And he was fully present. He was going to deal with the pulls of the current when they happen. And that's what we really have to do in our lives is acknowledge the change, recognize that it's happening. Don't sit there and regret that you made a certain move. Don't regret that you stepped into that current of change in the first place. It needed to happen. And when we have the opportunity, you put your feet down, you stand up, and you're grateful for that opportunity. It showed you how tough you were. And then we went on with the rest of whatever life was going to present in front of us because everything was there. You're able to put your feet down, step out of the rapids, and now it's your choice of which way you want to go. That's all that matters. We have to constantly look at the examples that happen throughout the universe and in nature, comparing them to what we want to have happen in our lives. We have to stop expecting that our lives are going to be any different in this microcosm that we're living in. It's not going to be any different than those scales of the big and the small, the micro and the macro, of the, what happens in the universe. It's not going to be any different. They're all correlative. I mean, when we look at a a tree in the cycles that it goes through, it goes through these stages of being green and full and lush, and it goes to this barren stage where it looks like it's dead, and it comes back for regeneration. It's a constant cycle that perpetuates and these cycles are all parts of universal law that we talked about. Laws of rhythm, laws of correspondence. And they all say that these cycles and these laws are immutable. They have to happen. Well, these laws and, and the changes that we'll go through are all reflective in our life as well. You know, we'll sit there and we'll wish for these changes to happen. And then when life shifts this big thing, ultimately it brings about that change. We just resist it which will ultimately bring that really tough discord. But if we allow and we don't fight against those changes, they can come so much quicker and so much easier. It's that, that discord and energy that will often drag things out much longer than they have to be. I mean, nature is always going to bring up these cycles in our life, like winter, like summer, whether we like it or not, whether we enjoy it or not, whether or not we complain about it or not. So it's in our best interest to adapt and accept what's going on. The universe doesn't care about fairness. It doesn't care about making you happy in the moment. It doesn't care about what's challenging. It just cares about getting you from point A to point B. It cares about the current of the river that you've chosen to step into. And many times we are stripped of certain things that we try to clutch onto in our life. And a huge majority of the time, the things that we try to hold on to, whether it's a relationship that we know isn't working, whether it's a job that completely abuses us day to day, and then all of a sudden something happens to move us on. It's that discordant energy where, oh my God, I lost my job. Where am I going to get a paycheck? All those things that happen tend to lead to something so much greater and grander. The problem is, is that when it comes down to those situations, our ego feels like, this whole thing is incorrect. It's not the way it's supposed to happen because it's painful. And the growth that comes along with that change is uncomfortable and painful. And it completely throws us off of the good energy and the good intentions that we had when we tried to think of what it was we wanted to manifest in our life. So you're thinking of like what job you really want to do and you're totally thinking about it. You're getting lit up about it. You're thinking about whatever possible career path is going to come your way and then something happens that moves you out of this job that you're not satisfied with 
And little do you know, every step after that is pushing you in the right direction of this other thing you wanted to have happen in your life. But then you put in so much resistance to it that you change everything about your vibe. You take that spoon, you keep swirling it in different directions of the bowl instead of just having faith and keeping things going, building the momentum. And it's the ego that does that. Really, our, our, our ego can do some good things. I don't always want to say bad stuff about our, our ego and always poo-poo on it. But it's there to serve a purpose at some times. But too often, it does things that tricks us into certain directions or outcomes. And it's better at serving the purpose of proliferating itself. The ego wants more of itself. It's almost like a life form of him and of itself. And it'll often do certain things to direct certain outcomes. And that's not necessarily the direction that our spirit, our inspired self, the one that gets completely lit up when it thinks about that different relationship, when it thinks about that better job, that energy and intent that comes from that inspired thought is one of a different higher level. It's not the one from our ego. It's one that's sort of putting us in a greater, grander purpose. And it's the one that has the deeper connections to some of the things within nature and the way the universe will unfold to make those things come into our life. But then we throw our ego into the whole thing and it messes up that energy that set us on that course in the first place. Our mind will paint this picture of the way that we think it needs to be. And when it doesn't unfold that way, we go completely off the rails and it just wrecks everything. But in life, we'll go through change either on purpose or we'll just get thrown in this course. Sometimes things happen to us that aren't of our doing. Certain things that will pop up to evolve us. Some of the hardest things. We'll have someone lost in our life and it will show us how strong we actually are to survive not having them there. Um, sometimes we'll lose someone in our life because it shows us the appreciation that we didn't maybe have when they were here. So to learn how to appreciate some of the good times, you'll have something taken away from you and then hopefully we'll learn. And if not, you'll probably go through the same lesson again at some point. You'll keep going through these tests until you pass the test, until you've had that lesson ingrained in you. And that's sometimes the change that will get set in our life. It's not necessarily always something that we've initiated. Again, it's the universe trying to work things out for our highest evolution. But one of the hard things that happens with that as well is that there's this feeling of powerlessness, which that's just a perspective as well. We absolutely have the power to view and direct our change. Like the cycles of winter, we, we can't stop winter from coming. We can't have a perpetual summer. Winter has to come, which I can't stand winter, by the way. I live in one of the worst places to be someone who can't stand winter. I don't like the cold. I don't like the snow. I don't really like doing outdoor activities in the cold, but I'm trying to learn to make the best of it when it comes. And this last year was a good beginning example of that. We bought some cross-country skis. I've got so many different activities and plans. This year, I just happened to be busy doing like indoor renovations, a lot of podcast work, a lot of stuff. But learning to embrace winter in any way, shape, or form, because I know that that is sort of a microcosm of what I have to do in other cycles of my life. I have to find different ways to make the best of a change, of a low point that's coming about. Because you have only two perspectives you can choose. You can choose to view 
that it's cold, it's nasty, I don't like winter, and now I'm going to have four or five months of just miserableness. Or you can view it as it's coming, I know it's coming, I'm going to find everything I can to enjoy about that time period so that it's the best it can be while it's here because I know it's only a short amount of time, cycle will end, and things are going to change. And that was even how I got over sort of the recent time period where, you know, my kid's retreating to his room all the time, you know, the change that comes with your son, child, whatever, getting older, and he's changing into a great young man. It's hard. It's hard to see it all change and know that we can't go backwards. But I've been preparing for it for a few t- a few years now. And it, that all was also a huge sticking point involved with me just letting go of my car a few weeks ago. So I had this Audi that I've absolutely loved. I've never owned a vehicle as long as this thing. Um, I bought it like six years ago. Um, I spoiled myself. I was doing really well in my career. I was doing all of my arts, crime stuff, museum stuff. And I was also a consultant. I was going to other colleges. I was doing these investigations. I was doing consulting jobs on college campuses. I was doing really well. So I bought this expensive car. I babied the thing. I took care of it. I washed and waxed that thing multiple times a week. Um, took great care of this car and it became our family vehicle. We had so many trips and vacations. We took that thing to Cape Cod so many times a summer. And I just remember just detailing that car before every single trip. It would just be all waxed up, ready to go. We'd have the thing packed floor to ceiling with luggage. And I just had this little kid in the back seat who was just, you know, covered in sand, lollipops all over the place in the back of the car, just, trash tucked into the corners as Pokemon cards all over the place. And, you know, that's what I'll see when when I turn around and looked in the backseat of that car before we got rid of it the day that we did. I just see this little blonde haired kid sitting in the back of that car, eating ice creams, you know, taking sand covered naps on our rides, you know, toys and stuff everywhere. Um, those memories aren't going anywhere. But I also have to realize, like, they're nothing but memories now. You know, if I hung on to that car and I had him in the back seat, I'm going to see this deep-voiced dude sitting back there now and not this little kid. So it was worth changing and letting go. You know, we had that time. The season was there. It's now over. I need to embrace a whole other season. So it was time to let go. I've wanted a new car for years. I've been dreaming of different types of ones, shopping constantly, can't make room for that new one until I let go of the old one. And it was tough. It was, I got to admit, it was, I've never been emotional over getting rid of a car. And that's what it was all about. It was sort of just like a, a letting go experience of letting my son kind of move on. It was more the memories that we made in that vehicle and letting go. But, um, you know, the next stage, whatever it's going to be, I had to make room for that. And that was a part of it. But it's a perfect example of... All of the things that we have to shift and let go of for something else to show up. You have to make that room. You have to clear that that buffet plate that you walk up to the buffet of life and get a plate full of food. Well, you can't go back up until you clear that plate. You have to finish what you have before you go back up. And the abundance is there. The abundance of life is there for so many people when you line up with great intentions and inspired action. But you have to clear that plate first. And that's also a place that I've found myself at a lot recently. Um, I've sort of feel like I'm mastering this art of getting things to come to me with certain mindsets. It's amazing. It's speeding up 
Um, completely grateful for it. It's a huge reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I've kind of recognized that a lot of the things I've tried to have come about in life have come through default without a very purposeful effort to make the things happen. But now I know that this is sort of a recipe that happens in life. And being able to teach other people how I've done it, so hopefully maybe they can do it for themselves, is something that has drawn me to do this entire effort, this show, the life coaching, everything that goes along with it. And right now, I've had every single one of the things that I've looked to grow in the last couple of years come at me. So I have to be careful with what I ask for because they often show up. Um, whether it comes to the, the job that I have now, I wanted nothing more than to move into the type of job that I have right now back when I was still in law enforcement. And I asked for that career to change. And I said, if I had that, I would be perfectly happy. If I could just get out of that old life and move into things, I would be perfectly satisfied, never ask for anything else ever again. Of course, when it came and settled in, I wasn't satisfied. And then I would just be happy when I had a creative outlet. Um, I could connect with people that were more like-minded like me because I just was around circles of people that weren't the, the same minded in talking about some of these things. And then I get the creative outlet and now I'm here and I'm growing with the outlet and I'm, I'm making connections with people. People are apparently digging this whole thing. So I'm having fun doing it. And everything looks like on the surface that I've gotten exactly what I've asked for. But to be honest, it hasn't come without some of its difficulty as well. It's like, oh, he just gets everything. You know, it all comes easy for him. It's not true at all. There's definitely a level of manifestation that I've stepped into. But all of those changes came with a price. Each one of them with a huge shakeup internally. You know, there were processes that I had to go through and grow through and change through to accept that, you know, I might not be accepted by people with uh, the people that were in my life once I started to do the live this life stuff. Um, you know, people might not understand what I'm doing. They might criticize. They might snicker. There was a ton of anxiety over that, the judgment issues. You know, there were ego issues with walking away from having, you know, whatever perceived authority that I had in that whole police work thing. There were confidence issues that, you know, maybe I wouldn't be perceived as being as strong as I was because I was walking away from this job that did a lot of damage to me, to be honest. And I didn't want people to think that I was weak. There was all these, these things with all these different shifts in life that I had this discordant energy to in a certain way. All of the changes came with price tags. And a lot of those price tags, I kept hidden. I worked through them, didn't talk about them when they were happening, in which has to be understandable too because you go through some of these things and you realize the value of the lesson on the other side. So it's kind of hard to talk about the value of a lesson when you don't really know the value of the lesson. Sometimes you have to do that work kind of behind the scenes. But when I worked through some of those issues and came out the other side, it was perceivingly unscathed as far as from what people could see from the outside perspectives. But it was far from unscathed and easy. And what I'm getting at is just you go through a lot of the different changes that will happen and you'll learn the lessons that are necessary when going through them. And the biggest thing you can do is recognize those things, use whatever you've learned from it to help others along the way and use those experiences so the next time, because there will be a next time, that change will constantly happen to you in your life. It doesn't matter if it's big changes you're looking at or small ones, but whenever they happen, you don't throw that discordant energy into it. 
because the lessons that you've learned in life, I'm sure you could look back right now on your life and see the certain things you went through. Like we always say, some of the hardest things that we go through are some of the most valuable. You don't want to do them again. If you know, given the opportunity, hey, would you want to go through another case of cancer? Absolutely not. But the two times I've already been through it, it taught me a lot about myself. I live a different life, different health. I feel way better than I did back in the day. And I'm probably doing things to extend my life, cutting alcohol out and doing all the dietary changes that I've done that completely valuable. I don't know what have made those changes otherwise if I didn't go through those hard times. Definitely wouldn't want to do them again. But you use that experience to guide you toward your highest evolution. The universe does that. The universe doesn't really know how to do things in sort of a train wreck kind of manner. And when it does, still, something fantastic usually comes out of the other side of some of the most difficult and discordant situations that we go through. What's painful can often be the most beneficial. But what's comfortable might not actually be comfortable either, and that's something you have to consider. Some people will tolerate the uncomfortableness of their comfort zone as well. It makes us complacent, and we just get tolerant to whatever it is because we are worried about the change. It's comfortable, so stay where it's comfortable. You know, sometimes you can fall down in that mud puddle, and I guess if it's warm enough, you'll just kind of sit there in that mud puddle like, yeah, I'm dirty, I'm wet, but hey, you know, it's it's, it's kind of comfy. I'm dirty as hell. I kind of stink, but at least I'm kind of warm. You know, the mud, mud puddle is kind of warm. I don't know, but we actually will get comfort in the conformity that we can live in. You know, are we really comfortable, though? with settling where we are and how things are. I guess that's what we have to ask ourselves before we purposely embark on some sort of change. We have to ask ourselves those important internal questions. But sometimes, like I said, we won't initiate the change. The universe is going to be the thing that initiates that change for us, whether it's an internal change or an external one. Either way, we have to accept it inside. Roll with whatever it is. And just accept what it is when it's coming. Make the best of the situation. Make the best of the winter when it's there. Make best of the cycle, the downside of the cycles. But those cycles have to exist. There is no wave without the trough in front of it. And if we want to ride those waves of life and go along for the ride, we just have to expect and go along with whatever it is that shows up. So yeah, enjoy the journey. I guess that's the biggest message of it all. And that's a perfect wrap up for the episode because the song I'm going to play is My Soul Rising. This one is called The Journey off of his 2017 album, Soul Vibrations. And it's amazing. You know, the journey's been awesome. I can't believe that we are on episode 75 of the show. Something I was just going to do to say that I did it. And we've got a lot of great guests coming up in the next few months. Um, a lot of great things coming down, just trying to find the time to dedicate them. But a lot of things are on tap for the show, just a lot of different opportunities that's going to set us on a bigger stage. It's kind of crazy, but this is what happens. You know, you put, bring that plate up to the buffet table and stuff just comes your way. If you're aligned with it, changes will always happen. But if you have anyone that you think would make a great guest on the show, you've heard someone on other podcasts or whatever, um, whether you've got a great story to tell you want to get on the episode and just discuss whatever it is that's bubbling up 
love to make connections with some of you. I want to start having some listener episodes. So send me an email. You can shoot me an email at connect at livethislife.org. Um, you can also go to the show's Calendly if you just want to schedule a time to do a concept call. Um, there's also some life coaching things on there as well. But So when you're looking at it, there's one where you can book a full podcast interview. You can do a concept call where we can just basically discuss like what the episode might be about and then we schedule a time later. Um, then there's a couple of life coaching things. There's like a 30-minute and a 60-minute one. So unless you're intending to sign up for those, those have a cost associated. But the other ones do not. So if you're looking to collaborate, you can hit me up on there. Send me a message either through the email. You can look me up on any of the social media platforms. And I will definitely get back to you. Uh, as soon as I possibly can. And remember to give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Everything that you do will help us reach new listeners and our listener base just keeps on going up and up every month. So whatever you're doing, it's working. So thank you all very much. So enjoy the journey. Keep living. We'll see you next time.